I want to share a story with you. It's a story that I know for absolute certain is true. But it may be a little unbelievable when you hear it. It's a story ultimately about how the mind can bring about miraculous changes in the body. But the problem is we don't know how to harness it and repeat it afterwards. The story is about a boy many years ago. He was named Ellis, which was for him a crummy name because all the other kids thought his name was Alice. And that wasn't helped by the fact that as a child his parents couldn't agree on what to call him because they fought all the time. And his name was after, actually after his father, but his mother insisted on the other name that she added, which was Ellis. So the neighborhood never could straighten out what to do, and so until his sixth birthday, he was called Baby, or The Baby. Try as he might to get people to think he's like Babe Ruth, nobody would buy it on that. And they insisted that he was Baby, or The Baby. In fact, around the neighborhood, it was said, the parents could never decide what to name him, so they just named him Baby. Well, he was he grew up, and on the uh, Christmas season, just before his 10th birthday in February, he was uh, anxious for Christmas, which he did every year. And Christmas at that time, in his area, part of the country, was uh, really all-encompassing. Christmas stories in the newspaper, all kinds of things, department store windows, everything out of uh, what you see in that movie about Christmas. Anyway, a rather sad part of Christmas for him was that the youngest of three children, uh, his parents would fight. And the fight took a very characteristic way. There was a lot of build-up to Christmas. The tree was decorated. The presents were there. But typically on the afternoon of Christmas Eve, his father, being a salesman, had to go around to his accountants in town and offer them some whiskey. Bring him a bottle of whiskey and then share a drink with each one of them. And when he came home, he was pretty tipsy. But the nice thing about Alice's father is that he was a very happy drunk. He laughed, he wasn't slovenly. He, he didn't curse. He didn't get angry. He, he was he was a good he was a man of good cheer, but his mother always managed to say, "Now you've done it. You have ruined Christmas again." And there would be a big fight ensue, and the Christmas present opening usually was subdued, and it wasn't so good. Well, this particular Christmas, which was the Christmas of 1950, parents got it in their mind that they should not fight each other, but rather that the problem was their children. And so a couple days before Christmas, they made it clear that Christmas would not be held and that the children were lazy and had to work. And so uh, it was a hard time. And unfortunately, it was the only time that Ellis ever got hit with the belt by his dad. Only time. Christmas was so unhappy that Ellis thought through a few things, and he remembered that everybody in his family had their appendix out. And if you have your appendix out, you receive a great deal of attention and people are worried about you. 
And so, on Christmas Eve, he prayed as fervently as he could that the third day after he returned to classes in January, that he would have a for-real appendicitis and everybody would be nice to him for at least six weeks. Well, the parents got back into the swing of things after Christmas and squabbled as usual, and uh, Ellis forgot about the whole thing. But then on the Wednesday, the third day of school, he awoke in the morning, and he was nauseated. He felt sick, and he had a tummy ache. And when he came downstairs, his mother noticed he looked ill, took his temperature, and was up a little, and he had a tummy ache. Uh, his dad was out traveling, and his mother called to a place he might be visiting and explained that Ellis was sick and probably had an appendicitis. So he went to the hospital with his mother. Now his mother was a nurse, and so she put on her nurse's uniform so that she could have more influence and see what's going on, make things happen. And the old Dr. Halverson uh, was busy in surgery and said, wait. But another doctor, a surgeon, and in those days surgeons were very rare. And he examined and said, the boy has an appendicitis. So they took him to surgery. And when he woke up, he was so sick because the open drop ether is the worst awful experience you can imagine. And the pain he had in his side where the operation happened was intense. And then came a really interesting event because his mother knew that Ellis was a bright kid and had early on even expressed some interests in medicine. And she talked to the surgeon and said, would he come in with the appendix and show it to Ellis? The surgeon did. And the appendix, a diseased appendix, is thick and inflamed and lumpy. And an undiseased appendix is kind of long like a worm and a piece of spaghetti and not much. Well, this was red, swollen, and they showed where there was a lump inside that was about to break through for a rupturing. Okay. Now, why do I tell you this story? Well, maybe by now you've guessed that at that age, my name was Christian Ellis Hackerseth. That is my story. It is a story of almost unbelievable precision of how the mind had an event transpire in the body with such precision that it could almost not be thought to be anything else. Oh, of course, I thought it was prayer. But unfortunately in my life, the number of times that I prayed with great similar intensity and everything else, it didn't bear any results. And so, just based on history, it appears that it was an event that occurred between my mind and my body. Okay, now there are scores of stories that you'll find in medical literature and so on where we see these things that are of almost impossible to explain. I take it as evidence that 
the mind may have a profound effect upon the body in ways that we cannot imagine. But, and this is the big but, we don't know how to control it. Christian science has long felt that that was the case, that they would, with their prayer and so on, with a practitioner, change it. But a lot of children with appendicitis that were Christian scientists are dead. There is a, another uh, denomination called uh, Church of Religious Science. They're not there, but they still believe that if you pray in the precise ways, that you can evoke a change in your body. But now that I am scientific about things, I am asking the question, how can a process like this be duplicated? And to tell you the answer, I don't know. But I believe it is worth our efforts to look and see what experiences and evidence there is of the mind bringing about profound changes in the body and see whether we might be able to harness that, control that, and make it beneficial. Because with Parkinson's disease, many other diseases, it would be wonderful. I'll tell you about my experience with cancer patients in the next recording, which I'll give to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.